Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be your host. Joining me today to continue our conversation on work, jobs, all things career, doing what you love, and sometimes what you hate, we have Andrew Matrone. What's good, fam? Back in the building. Back in the building, baby. Andrew, it's been a minute. I know this last week was your first podcast in a little while. Uh, yep. Talked about summer, but... Something else is kind of upon us, and that is football season. Oh. Uh, Are you ready for some football? Dude, I am. I don't know. It's just so life-giving. Yeah. And life-wasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're being fully honest. I'll be honest. Last year, I kind of wasn't interested. I, I sort of, like, lost yeah. a little interest. But I don't know what, what it is about this year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a Vikings fan. I still have very little faith in my team to do anything yeah. significant. But I'm, like, bought in again this year. Yeah. There's something about football this year I'm, like, I'm all in again. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's just, like, the spirit's in the air. Yeah, like, it is. The Holy Spirit is with <laughs> with football this year. I don't know. I, th- I think, like, s- sports are such a great um, escape. Yeah. You know, and I, I just feel like our, our world is kind of making its way towards crazy again. A little you bit. You know, I feel yeah. like we had some relief for a minute, and it feels like, and so sometimes sports make you feel like, you know what? Life's all right. A yeah. bunch of guys run around tights trying to tackle each other, <laughs> carrying a football. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, li- it makes life a little bit simple, you know? Yeah. So I I think that those, and it's, like, good to, like, be around friends and yeah. grill out and hang out. I'm stoked. You're you're a Cowboys fan, right? Yeah, unfortunately. And <laughs> What's it? Hey, I— Every year, people say the Cowboys are going to win it all. Yeah, it's our year this year. It was I, our year last year. Do you think it is, or are you? Hundred percent. What are your What are your honest expectations for the Cowboys? Because uh, they're not bad. No, at all. No, we're we're going to go ten and six this year. That's okay. prophetic. Okay. You've, we'll go ten and six. We'll win the division, but we're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. You don't have faith to me. No, I really first don't. Round? I but you know what, Mike McCarthy is our coach, and he did some good things with the. Packers, and That's this is true. year two. You know, he took over a football team going into 2020, yeah. and then you lost Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, how many of y'all care about this conversation right now? Tell me you're not enthralled with what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> okay, last last football question. Uh-huh. Are you doing fantasy football this year? Uh, Yeah. We were a team. What were we a team? Like we were a team for a while. For a while. We did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I hate it, and I always get in leagues where I spend money. <laughs> so I shouldn't do that. Okay. Um, I, I like it. Yeah. I it's fantasy football is fun if you're winning games. Yes. If you suck, you're like, dude, I can't stand yeah. this. I'm like, I'm gonna throw my phone through a wall. <laughs> so. Does Tom Brady repeat? Does he get another ring in Tampa? Dude, I think he does. Yeah. He's just too, why not? He's too freaking good. And if you if you're a hater of Tom Brady, then that's on you. Yeah. He's too, he he's, looks good. Yeah. He eats freaking chia seeds and. And he married a, a lady who is, like, double his net worth. Yeah. He's winning. And every life. guy acts like he wants to make more than his wife, but 
I oh, wouldn't mind. No. If Aaron starts bringing in millions, more <laughs> power to her. All Write right. me in that will, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's 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 jump into the real stuff. Enough about Tom Brady and his chia seeds. Um, <laughs> let's. Last week, we sort of kicked off uh, technically a part two of a miniseries, but we took a little break. We're talking about work, jobs, career, calling, all that good stuff. And we sort of talked about, we kind of answered the question, um, is work good for us? Did God make us to work? Mm-hmm. And I think we both agreed that, yes, God kind of invites us into this participation. Sometimes we see work as like punching the clock, something we have to do. Yeah. God created work as something we get to do to participate with what he's doing on the earth and to honestly give us some say, some weight, and to help bringing his will and his kingdom to this earth. We talked about a little bit about working in situations that you might not want to So a lot of us, I think, have this idea of something that we would love to do, something that we love for a living. So if you're passionate about baking cakes, you know, owning your own bakery or you want to be a chef or paint, whatever it is, don't have to be creative. But um, I guess I guess my first question to you would be, how do we get to a place where what we do for a living matches what we love? Like we're working our quote unquote dream job. If somebody came to you at YA and was like, I, I want to do this for a living, what would be my first step? Yeah. You could give more like a generic overarching answer to that question. What? How would you advise somebody to take their first step into making that what they love a reality for what they do? Right. Yeah. I think I think if someone were to ask me that, I'd probably just share like my my story of kind of how I got to where I'm at. At a place now where I think that there would probably be some people who would aspire to do some of the things that I do. Like I, I've I've been getting up, given opportunity and levels of influence to work at a church and be on the leadership team of a church like Red Rocks that a lot of people who do ministry their entire lives don't get to do something like this. Yeah. I'm not saying that's better. Um, but, but I get to do some things right now that I think people would maybe aspire to, especially in their early 20s. But – for me, you know, I I think I might be different from a lot of people. I've never been like a big goal setter. I've never been someone who has had this like just giant dream where I've just like circled it. And I'm like, one day I will be doing this. And yeah. some people are like that. You hear like entrepreneurs and business men and women who that's and they got the thing that they wanted. For me, that's just never really been my story. My, my story has always been um, I kind of take the next thing that's in front of me. And I hear God's voice, and I take steps towards it. Like I was, um, it was March of of uh, 20, 2010, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. I was graduating yeah. college, and I had no idea what I was going to do in my life. I had felt some calls on my life, um, but I remember sitting at my computer one day, and I Googled how to join the SWAT team. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, I was I was so confused. I was so confused. But I was a psychology major. I knew that I loved like working with people. I knew that I loved taking people from tough situations and helping develop them to bring them to a healthy place in life. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was a pastor's kid and and so I grew up in the church. And so this it was kind of this culmination of like a lot of things in my life and then I was like maybe I would want to work at a church. Maybe that's and I called Chad Bergman, who's a teaching pastor at that point, and I was like, hey, could I come out? And someone actually mentioned Chad Bergman. I'm like, I'll call him. And then I came out here to to the church, and in the morning I worked at a factory in East Denver, and then I'd come intern at the church during the day, and then I'd clean the church at night, and I did that for 10 months. 
Um, and then they were like, would you consider being a youth pastor? I'm like, yeah, I'll be a youth pastor. And then I was a youth pastor, and then I took over the youth ministry, and then they asked me if I wanted to start an internship program. And then, you know, so like that's kind of been like the story of, of my life, like of God opening these little doors, and I just would walk through them, and I would say yes to the opportunity. And and I think so for someone that finds themselves in that place, I'm like, I would say, well, what's what's like the opportunity that's in front of you right now? Yeah. Okay. Then walk through that because that's the door that God has opened for you. And I just think that we kind of talked about this last podcast that I just think that we live in a culture where you any job, any moment to make a lot of money is at your disposal and and you can jump ship on any job because you're like, there's something better out there that's doing more yeah. of what I want to do. And so we've lost this, um, this available or this ability to, to sit and hear God's voice and take one step at a time. Like the, the places that you want to be are not going to happen overnight. Yeah. They're going to be these little God moments, these little opportunities where you walk through. And the thing that I am doing now, I would have never had, um, the character, the integrity, the ability, the wisdom, the experience to do what I'm doing and actually do it well. Yeah. Um, if God would have given me this now, eight years ago, I'd have been a train wreck. I wouldn't be here because I'd be <laughs> done something really stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that, that that's a long story short, but I think that's been for me. Um, and I think that's been your story too, yeah. as, as I've watched you. We have a very similar story in that that aspect of God opens doors. And all of a sudden, well, that'll be the same thing for my life for the next decade. And I'll probably be standing here at 43 being like, I don't know how I got here, but I just kept <laughs> saying yes and kept walking through the yeah. doors and God shifted. And I don't know. Yeah. No, I think, I think because we live in like an Instagram, YouTube culture where I, you know, I think Gen Z, one of the number one things they aspire to be is a YouTuber yeah. or something like that, an influencer. And yep. it's, it's because there's this idea of with it comes money, freedom, success, you're your own influence. boss, influence. Like literally, this, this is going to sound embarrassing, but when I was like a little kid, I either wanted to play in the NFL or I wanted to be a chef. And the reason I wanted to be a chef was I liked cooking, but in my head I thought – Every chef gets to just write cookbooks and have their own TV show and be a celebrity. Then I worked in a kitchen for a summer and realized that couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> yeah. But but I think there's a, we all we're all drawn to this idea of the overnight success. Mm-hmm. And I think the narrative that maybe we all know mentally like we're that this shouldn't be the narrative, but we all kind of buy into it to some degree is that no matter where you're at in life you should be further along than what you are. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you're thousand percent. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're listening to this, you're 20, 23, whatever, and you think, I should be the CEO right now, or I should be the boss right now. And the reality is, you talk to 99% of bosses, talk to anybody who didn't create their own company. There was a process of jobs they had to work that got them to the place to where they're at. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I've got a passion for health and fitness, or I've got a passion. I, w- I want to be a pastor. Unless you start your own thing, I can 100% guarantee you that there are going to be processes that you have to go through, jobs you have to work that will eventually get you to where you are doing what you love to do. Yeah, watch Shark Tank. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. Dude, I love Kevin O'Leary. I love him. Aaron hates him. But I love when he calls people cockroaches. I don't, I don't know why. But but I think it's because we've lost this we've lost this drive to work and earn something. Yeah. I think our generation and even the generation coming up, I mean, I'm 33, so I well, I'm a millennial, but I even think Gen Z, we've lost this idea that there's honor in working to get somewhere and not just having something handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah. And I think that if we're not careful, we think that the greatest things we'll experience in life should be handed to us. Yeah. When God yeah. honors work, God's generous, God blesses, God gives gifts that we don't deserve, but God also honors really hard work. Yeah. And I think that can be like a puzzle piece that we're missing when it comes to how do I get to a place where I'm doing what I love to do right. as, as my job or career? Yeah. Well, we were talking about this before the podcast is that we live in a culture of more. Yes. Where, let's be honest, we're never satisfied with just what we have. Never. Right? Like, we always want more clothes. Uh, we always want more money. We could always use it. Like, we yeah. we always want more. We always want, like, the next promotion, the next level of leadership, the next level of authority. The, um, And that that's just, like, exhausting. And the idea that I need more is idolatry. Yeah. That like we're putting something on this pedestal and we're like serving that. We're worshiping like the more and our minds are always focused on like getting more, getting the next thing. And and we wonder why we live in the most like anxious culture ever because like anxiety and worry is about like always thinking that I should have like next thing or I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not okay there should be something else that's happening and, there's, and it's not happening I don't know what is gonna happen yeah happiness and, is just one purchase away yeah and, and then until you realize it's not yeah so I I think that's that's been something that I've seen that's been difficult and even for for myself that I've really had to check in my spirit like that's why right now I'm not on social media um and Rarely if I'm on it, it's because I post it real quick or I check DMs to see if anybody, you know, needs something. But yeah. I, I can't handle um, my constant desire for more. Like I cannot be satisfied in the current place or position that God has placed me while I'm looking other places. And I hopped on Instagram like the other day. I was like, ah, I just see what's going on. <laughs> and I saw I saw some clip of some guy who's younger than me preaching at something that I'll probably never preach it. And immediately I'm like, I I need that's what I need. Yeah. I'm not doing enough right now. Yeah. And it's um it's like the pierce form of like evil and the enemy trying to use that. And so yeah, I think I think that's a big issue I see in our culture when it comes to not being willing to plant your feet and be like, I'm gonna stick my feet here and I'm gonna work this. I'm gonna work this field that God has placed me in. Um when you're looking at fields across the street from you. Yeah. I think before before we started recording, we had this conversation offline. And this is not to like dampen on anybody's dreams or like dampen your dreams or like rain on anybody's parade. But we were talking about too, like it, it's kind of a privilege to, to be a people that can say, I want to do what makes me happy and get paid for it. Yeah. You know, I think about my grandparents who they are probably too, they love Jesus more than anybody I know. Um, and they, they had a blended family. My, my original granddad who I never really knew passed away 
in a drunk driving accident. Um, my grandpa, my now grandpa's wife passed away from cancer. Um, and so they, they just had, they, I think they had five or six kids that they all brought together. Um, and to them, they, the question of, can I do for a living something that brings me joy and passion was never even a thought. Yeah. You know, they found joy and purpose and passion in their family and, and helping out at their church. And you just had to, I, I thought you had some good thoughts on even for us to sit back and this isn't, we live in America, we have opportunity. Yeah. And I, I think God put us here for a reason to use that and to steward it. So it's not a bad question, right. but I think perspective is always healthy. And to think like, what a, what an honor it is to even be able to ask the question, how can I do something that I have passion for makes me happy for a living? Right. Yeah. Cause in, in our, in our Westernized culture, we, yeah, we're we're even able just to ask that question, or to desire more, um, and what a luxury that is. When you think about it, that thirty six percent of our world, like almost two billion people, live like below the extreme poverty line. With yeah. like extreme poverty of I'm, I may not drink water today. Probably won't be eating for three days. Yeah, fifty um, percent of our world lives. Um, under the or makes I think it makes less than like a dollar twenty five a day. Where, and and obviously we're not trying to be like our parents and like eat your food because they're starving kids in yeah, Africa. Yeah. But also I think that we need to like have a perspective on that like we're we're fortunate to even be able to like process like I want more I want to be doing doing more things when like we live in a in a world where half of our world, um, they have to work just to survive, yeah. just to put food on the table. The idea of doing something they're passionate about yeah. doesn't even cross their mind. No, no. Like I, I was, I, seven years old, you work in a sweatshop and you'll be there probably for the rest of your life, you know, working yeah. every single day, 12 hours a day. So I, I think that th- those are things that are important for us to like re- remember the luxury of which we get to have when it comes to like our work environment. Um, and so I, I try to remind myself of, of those things often like, man, I'm just so grateful that I, I get to like have a job that I get to be around people. So yeah, I, I think perspective is important. Yeah. When it comes I, th- to that. I think maybe to answer that first question, how do we do what we love for a living or how do we maybe take that first step? I think it starts with gratitude for where you're at, yeah. you know, that like we said, the fact that you can ask that question and wrestle with that is a huge privilege. Um, and I think if you're grateful for the opportunity to even pursue that, you'll be grateful for where you're at right now. Yeah. And you'll see the lessons God's trying to teach you in that. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a lot last week about um, making the best out of jobs that you don't necessarily love or feel passionate about. Mm-hmm. But I kind of honestly think that's a first step is that if you can be faithful in a job you can't stand, that opens doors to do more things that you find out you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, too, remember, like, a lot of times we pray for more, but with more comes more. Yeah, um, yeah, seriously. My, my son, he's I'm coaching his soccer team right now, and where he plays his games is right across the street from where me and Jerica had our first apartment. Paid 850 oh, cool. bucks. 
for a two bed two bath. That's not happening in Denver anymore. Not even close. But we were laughing of just like remember how simple life was. Yeah. Like our student loans or Jericho student loans. Sorry, babe. Uh, <laughs> we're still in like deferment. Uh, we 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 didn't have like many bills. We didn't have kids. We didn't have near the leadership or authority. And we slept easy <laughs> yeah. at night. Like we didn't we didn't really worry or care about much. And now, dude, we have like all these things that we've always wanted and always desired, and we're making more money than yeah. we've ever made, ever thought that we would make. But I have sometimes less financial peace right now <laughs> yeah. because the stakes are higher. Yeah. Um, now I'm thinking about having a will for my kids as something happens or their college. And and so I, I think that sometimes like we get so um, our sights set on like the future and what could be. But just remember that there were, with that comes more pressure, more responsibility, more people. The stakes are higher. And so there's something so um, fulfilling about like in these seasons of life of enjoying sometimes the simplicity. We just had 19 interns start at the church. Um, And like their lives are as simple as they'll probably ever be right now at this moment. Yeah. Especially Um, if they continue to work in ministry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I love seeing like their faith in this season and they're just enjoying life and having fun. So so I think like. Uh, always remember, with more comes more. Yeah, and and so uh, you'll get what you pray for. <laughs> yeah, so, seriously. Yeah. There, there's a pastor that I listen to. Um, he he hangs out with this really famous guy, Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> name drop like I know him. <laughs> um, but no, I remember one time he was talking about how him and, and Justin were like just processing like life is so hard. Like I'm busy. Everybody wants like a piece of yeah. me. I can't have any space to myself and he he said something that really like kind of like hit me was like dude don't like don't i forget the exact wording but basically don't despise what you prayed for you know like when you were a little kid playing your guitar you wanted to do like stadium tours and all this stuff and so there's a reality of like sometimes you get what you want and it's not even remotely close to what you think yeah it would be. Absolutely. And so I think if you're going to take a step to doing what you love for a living, be grateful and then have realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. There, I'm sure for every for every win, there's going to be a tough decision that has to be made. There's going to be ha- a late night um, mm-hmm. financial risk or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, but you, you actually were talking again before the podcast and, and there was, you kind of went on this little rant and I, I think it's really pertinent to maybe working or, or getting to a place in life where you can do what you want for a living. And you were talking about creating the opportunity you were looking for and how you were talking about how all of us are sort of wired creatively. God is a creative. We talked about that a little bit in the last podcast. But you said you don't necessarily see yourself as like a creative person, but you see problems that need to be solved as creative opportunity. And yeah. I think that a lot of people who are doing what they love for a living kind of solved a problem yeah. in a way it, that became like a passion of theirs. Yeah. So talk about maybe creating opportunity as a way to doing something that you love. Yeah, I think that we live in a world that is filled with problems. Yeah. We live in a world that is filled with um difficult circumstances, difficult situations, whether it be external or it be internal. And I think that oftentimes we find our greatest value and we're solving problems. 
when we're creating solutions around things, like going back to Shark Tank. Yeah. It was like, what? You're not solving a problem yeah. for me. That, Pe- that's the biggest question they ask. Yeah, what like, problem are you solving? Yeah, how are you making my life easier? What yeah. problem are you solving for me? Yeah, and I think that like God has put us on this earth to be creative, to think about solutions, to to um, to help solve problems. Um, and that's why whenever I we had talked about like global warming and climate change and all these different like issues that our world is facing, like the the water crisis and all like I feel like God has put us on this earth and has given us minds to fulfill, not to, sorry, to fulfill, but to, to solve these issues. And I think that that I find myself um, like most filled when I'm a part of solving or, and so I, I think that at every single job that you have, I think when you look at it and the tension of I'm trying to help create something that is solving a problem within my my work environment, whether it be the work itself or whether it be people that you're working with, I come most alive when I'm I'm joining in that work of of creating solutions to make my world better, to make the people around me better. Yeah. I think that I think so often we again and, and this isn't to rag on my generation or the generation under me, is that we we kind of expect for some reason that we should be handed like an incredible life. Yeah. Um, but part of working hard too is like working to solve, like you were talking about, the world's problems. Some mm-hmm. of the greatest entrepreneurs in the world that are doing, you know, making millions of dollars just kind of were the first to solve these problems, yeah. to really go in and be like, how do – now I'm thinking Shark Tank, or like Robert Hershevich or whatever. <laughs> but, but like he was one of the first people to really be like, okay, the internet's a real thing. How do we keep people's information and data secure? How do we keep businesses secure from people going in and just stealing all their stuff? He was just kind of one of the first people to it. Yeah. And so I think like, man, if you've got a passion that you would love to make um, a career, start thinking in lines of how does this help people? Because God's all about helping people. Yeah. And what problem does my passion actually solve? Right. Because I think if you want to be if you want to be rich, who doesn't want to be rich? Who doesn't want to never have another financial thought in their entire yeah. life? You know, sign me up. I love money. Yeah, yeah. I don't try. I don't. I shouldn't, but I fight that. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> yeah, we all we all want more than what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if truly you're somebody who is like, no, I've got this idea, I've got this passion. If you're doing it just to try to make money you're going to lose steam real quick. But if you can figure out how can this be a blessing to people and what problem am, am I solving, I think God can open doors to you because God's all about bringing his vision to yeah. earth, helping people, uplifting, hurting, yeah. broken people. And that's a great way yeah. to make your passion a reality and what you do for a living. Yeah, that's great. Love that. Um, here's something we don't talk about often, and this will probably be the last little topic, at least for this podcast. But... If you are going to go into doing what you love for a living, you've got to leave the job you're at now and at some point take that risk. And I think that one thing we don't talk about enough in like the the Christian world are breakups and breaking up with your job. Yeah. So ending relationships and then how to leave a job well. And since we're talking about careers and all that, if somebody's telling you, "Hey, I'm going to make the leap. I'm going to I'm working this job right now. I'm working in, you know, at Chick-fil-A or I'm working at 
target or something, but I'm going to make the leap and I'm going to go after my passion or whatever. I think how we leave the job we're currently at speaks a lot to what our future would be. Mm-hmm. How would you advise somebody to leave a job, even if it's a job they, again, maybe one of those passionless, transitional jobs? How, how would you advise somebody to leave that? And what does that say about your character and your future? Yeah. Um, yeah. Scott Brugman, the founder of Red Rocks Church, he he talks about like leaving well. Yeah. Um, and, and how important it is. And I think if you're going to leave a job to, to, towards something that you feel like God is calling you to, make sure that you've heard the voice of God. Because um, there's a lot of confidence when you've heard the voice of God when it comes to taking that leap of faith. Your leap of faith to something new should feel like an act of obedience. Yes. Rather than a, an act of frustration or an act of, I'm just ready for something new. Like the thing that you feel God's calling you to, you should feel like if I don't do this, it'll be a direct disobedience to God. Yeah. Um, me and Jericho are walking through that. Um, I think by the time this podcast plays, most people probably know, but my wife is a worship pastor at Red Rocks Church. She's with Red Rocks Worship. She's on the label. Um, but God has been calling, talking to our family for a while about Jerica stepping out for a season to to be at home, to be with our kids. Very difficult situation. Not difficult situation, difficult um, decision. Uh, big faith step. But long story short, we basically both got to a place where we felt like it would be a direct act of disobedience if we didn't. Wow. And then all of a sudden that, that really puts your posture in a place of confidence in your decision. And it doesn't make it about anybody else or anything else. So now Jerica doesn't have to leave. She's not leaving frustrated. She's not leaving mad because she's not getting the opportunities that she thought that she was going to get. She's leaving because she heard the voice of God. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I always think about leaving a place in the thought of I might need these people in my life again at some point, and I really don't want to burn this bridge. Yeah. Um, I see that you you will be defined. You could work at a place for 50 years, and you will be defined by your final week. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen people who have done great things at this church. And then their last week or two, they just light every bridge on fire. That's all we remember. Yeah. Right. Like when you hear the name, you remember that. Yeah. Um, and that happened. We all know that situation. That's not just Red Rocks Church. That's everywhere. Um, and so, so yeah. But but those things happen oftentimes if you don't have the confidence that God is calling you to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like you need to leave a place because it's toxic or you're frustrated, then leave it quietly. Yeah. Um, don't go throwing chairs on the way out. Leave quietly. Um, don't talk to other people about it because you're going to create something for them. And um, I, I think that's um, that's extremely disrespectful. So, um, so anyways, that, that that's even for us with Jericho. Like, hey, we've talked about that. How is your last month going to be? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, that's a long story. No, to no. Get to no, I think point. I think it's great because I think. I think people leave jobs. I mean, obviously, if you're frustrated, you just love giving people the bird and you're like, I'm out of here, whatever. Or if a better opportunity comes up, I think God bless. I think 
not that God like curses if you leave poorly, but I think a lot of a blessing rides and falls on your ability to show honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, and listen, God's system of honor is not predicated on who deserves honor or not. Right. It's predicated on that as Christians, we give honor give regardless honor. if somebody deserves it or not. Right. So you might be working for truly the world's worst boss who treats you poorly, takes advantage of their employees, doesn't, you know, like doesn't compensate well, whatever. Their behavior is not the dictating factor in whether they deserve honor or not. Mm-hmm. They deserve honor because for whatever reason, God's put them over you in a season. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what I've found is that God will put a boss over you, sometimes a crappy boss, to expose how you could treat somebody else if you don't become self-aware about their stuff. Yeah. A lot of times when you when you work for somebody that might be harsh or might be insecure and so they they try to like squash or whatever, that's because there's a lot of that in you yeah. that God wants you that's to great. see and be like, hey, don't do that to people. Yeah. Be kind, be, be encouraging, sacrificially give, and I'll take care yeah. of you. And so, man, I think young adults, we're in this weird season to where we're entering the workforce. We've got some jobs. Most of us, our first job is not our last job. It's like a a job that will help build our career. Um, But I think how you leave that job will be such an incredible indicator of what God uses you to do in the future for better or for worse. It's great. No, and I I find you— you always run back into those people somehow. <laughs> those yeah. people are always a part of your life, and 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 some and, and and like you said before, like everyone's a teacher. Um, some are good, most are bad, and, and God places you under certain people to for them to teach you, yeah, uh, whether consciously or subconsciously. Uh, and so I I try to every leader I'm under, I, I try to learn from them, whether yeah. they're trying to teach me or not. So, yeah. yeah. No, so I think, man, if if you're at a place right now where maybe you're like, I feel like God's calling me to seize the moment. I've had this passion on my heart. I've got this thing that really makes my soul come alive. I want it to be my career. I want to do it for a living. I think one, it starts with gratitude. Mm-hmm. Be grateful for where you're at. Don't take advantage of, of the jobs that might seem minuscule in your life. God's always teaching you something. He's preparing you for something. I think have realistic expectations. Great things come by hard work. Yeah. That's not because God's not involved. It's because God's involved. A lot of things that God's involved with still takes hard work. And I think leaving well, man, will really dictate just a lot relationally, God's yeah. blessing. And again, God's blessing is not dictated on if you've left perfectly or not. But I do think it says a lot about have you learned your lesson in this season? Yeah. Or is God going to have to bring that lesson back around for you for you to learn it again? Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. So um, I think that that kind of wraps up a little bit of our mini series on work, jobs, careers. Um, we'd love to know if you guys have any other questions about works, jobs, careers, purpose, calling, all that good stuff. So like always, if you've got some stuff, maybe maybe questions we didn't answer, more specific things you'd like us to dive into, hit us up on Instagram, uh, Red Rocks Young Adults. Hit us up, ask us questions. We love getting, we haven't done a Q&A podcast actually in a while. So we might throw that out Let's there and make, make our next one a Q&A. But um, we love hearing from you guys and, and answering the questions that you actually have. And so um, Andrew, before we pray and we wrap this guy up, any any last 
closing final thoughts on uh, on this season of life people are in? Yeah, I I think that we are slowly losing the art um, to stay present in the current place that we're in. And I think that there's so many opportunities to, like, make money and do more things. We were talking about it before of, like, the thought of someone making $100,000 in a year, like, 10 years ago, is, like, you probably are doing a pretty dope job. Nowadays, dude, people can side hustle their way to make a lot of money. Yeah, And I think that it makes it really easy for people to um, to hustle their way through life, always right to the left, the next thing, the next thing. And I, I think, like, do those things if you need to. But at the same time, I think there's such value in being like, God has placed me here. And for the time being, I'm going to be as faithful as I can while I'm here. Um, and then God will create opportunity. God will do the things that need to take place. And so God has created us to work. God has placed us in the specific place that we're supposed to be as an assignment. Um, work hard. Be grateful. Be faithful. Um, and then in, in due time, God will begin to like exalt you. Those who humble themselves before the Lord in due time, God will raise up. Humble yourself and God will exalt you. Exalt yourself and God will humble you. Um, so I, I think that that would be like my biggest thing to 20-something of like, man, stay planted. If God wants to move you, he'll move you. Yeah. Um, Awesome. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Work your field, work where you're at, and I, and I promise you when it's time to go, God will put it in your heart. He'll firm it in your life, um, and then you just have the job of, of leaving well and stewarding those jobs and relationships. Yeah, so great. you want to pray for us, and then yes. we'll wrap this up? Lord, we thank you so much for uh, this time. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would, um, I don't know, you want to give people the desires of their heart, but you call us to, like, seek you and be present with you and Lord, I pray that we would be a generation of, of 20-somethings who fight to stay present in the places that you've put us, to be so grateful, Lord, for the jobs that you've given us. And, Lord, I'm reminded in these conversations of of just the gratitude, Lord, of the opportunities that you've already given us. And all the things that you have done are gifts from you. All the good things, all the great things, all the blessings in our life are because you allowed us to have them. So, Lord, may we look at you and say, God, thank you. Thank you for this job. Thank you for these people. Thank you for the paycheck, uh, God, because without you, I am nothing, Lord. So we love you. We trust you. That's all us in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, like I said, if you have any questions or anything that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, send those into our Instagram. And be on uh, watching our Instagram. We might post a little Q&A and, and do a podcast just dedicated to some of your questions. But for all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can go to redrocksya.com um, or follow us on social. And then if you're in the Denver area and you're not plugged into a church on Sundays, man, get plugged in. Go to redrockschurch.com, find a campus, find a location close to you and come. We're doing some amazing things. Um, church is picking back up and we're feeling like we got some awesome momentum and we'd love for you to be a part of it. So we love you so much and we will see you guys again next week. Have a good one.